Welcome to America the Bazaar. I'm your host, Jordan Rausch. And I'm Jeremy. This is a weekly podcast that deep dives into all the stories that made America into the beautiful weirdo she is today. Yes. (laughs) So we'll just get right into it. This week's presidential trivia is actually more like first lady trivia. Okay. Some Flotus trivia. Yes. (laughs) So which first lady would walk sideways around the White House? Hmm. Yeah. Instead of walking straight on, she would just like shuffle sideways. Yeah. Was was this because of uh, the sexism at the time or? No. Okay. It was more of like a medical condition. Huh. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So think on it. Crab people. Careful what you say. It was a medical condition. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so the answer will be at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. All right. So this week's episode is more kind of like a weather phenomenon Think If you watch the kids' movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs... Uh, maybe the preview. I don't think I've actually watched it. Okay. Well, this is very much along those lines. Okay. March 3rd, 1876 was a clear, sunshiny day in Bath County, Kentucky. A local farmer's wife, Mrs. Crouch, decided to go outside and make some soap. Around noon, a large piece of meat fell out of the sky and landed right next to her, making a snapping sound, which what? got her attention. <laughs> like a raw meatball, and it just like turned into a hamburger patty. It was more like a it was more like a steak, okay. like a, like a slab of meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden, pieces of meat were falling from the sky all over the farm. Mr. and Mrs. Crouch watched for several minutes as pieces of meat in all sizes came down on their land. It's kind of like, you know, how you, like, look out the window watching a thunderstorm? Yeah. You're like, ooh, yeah. ah, they're watching meat falling <laughs> meat from... Fall from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mrs. Crouch, Mrs. Crouch said some pieces were delicate shreds as light as a snowflake, while others were a solid lump three inches square. The largest piece that they saw was about six inches long and half an inch wide. Mrs. Crouch said it looked gristly as if it had been torn from the throat of some animal. Another piece that I saw was half round in shape and about the size of a half dollar. (laughs) So somebody blowing up cows somewhere? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. (laughs) I just like, she's like, it looked like snowflakes. (laughs) Meaty snowflakes. Tiny meaty snowflakes. (laughs) The Crouch's cat was ecstatic and immediately began eating as much meat as it possibly could. (laughs) Yeah. After it was all over, their farm had an area 100 yards long and 50 yards wide that was covered in raw meat. Hmm. They found meat sticking to their fences and scattered all over the ground. The Crouch's couldn't figure out if this was either a miracle miracle or an omen. Yeah. Like, what is heaven trying to tell us? Right. I would take that as an omen. Probably an omen. I, yeah, meat? I don't just raw meat, just raw meat falling from the sky. Mm, yeah. 
The next day, neighbors and journalists came to the farm to check out the results of the meat shower, and they said it was a wagon full of meat all over their farm. It's enough meat to fill a wagon. And try to figure out what had happened. Several people agreed that it looked like beef. One neighbor, a hunter named B.F. Ellington, came to examine the meat. B.F. B.F. Ellington. B.F. Ellington. (laughs) Yeah. You can't make this up. (laughs) It's true. Um, So he was a hunter. So he's like, oh, you know, I've been hunting. I know about all all sorts of meat. Yeah, Yeah. I know all things meat. If anybody knows meat, it's this guy. (laughs) B.F. Ellington. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that a dish? Beef Wellington? Beef Wellington is, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, this is... That's an actual, yeah, Yeah. meal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have... So this is Beef Ellington, B.F. Ellington, talking to reporters. I have seen some of this meat that fell on old man Crouch's farm, and if it's meat at all, it's bear meat. This meat that fell from the heavens on Alan Crouch's farm has got that uncommon greasy feel that I am so well acquainted with. I know bear grease when I see it, and that's the kind of fluid what come out of that meat at old Alan's, and I got all over my hands when I was examining it. I smelt it too, and I know that smell as well as I know the smell of liquor. Gentlemen, it's bear meat certain, or else my name is not Benjamin Franklin Ellington. If my name's not Beef Wellington. <laughs> so this guy thinks it's bear, because yeah. it's greasy. Yeah. Which bear meat is really greasy. greasy. Yeah, really greasy. It's kind of those one of those things where like predator meat is yeah. oily and yeah. greasy. A couple not of like the good pork fatty. Yeah. Grease. It's the... Yeah. A couple of local hunters, so other hunters that apparently didn't have good enough names, like B.F. Ellington, to get their names written down, they decided to try a few bites of the meat. Because, you know, might as well taste it to see. Even though it had been sitting out on the ground for over a day now, (laughs) and was spoiled and dry, the hunter said it was either mutton or venison. Then a local butcher tried a piece, and this is the guy that I trust. Yeah, the boss? The, yeah. The butcher? The butcher. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like he has the credentials. Yeah, I, I trust <laughs> this guy. And he said, and declared that it tasted neither like flesh, fish, or fowl. It looked to him like mutton, but the smell was a new one. Yeah, probably because it was a day old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled. Yeah. Since nobody could agree on what the meat was, large samples of the meat was sent to scientists all over the country. One scientist named Professor J.L. Smith had a hypothesis that the meat was actually just dried frog spawn that had been picked out of a pond by a wind gust, but after looking at the sample and thinking about it more, he decided that that wasn't probable. Hmm. It's just a bunch of little tadpoles that got picked out of a pond. Yeah. What about the six inch but, piece? Yeah, but they're like, there's like Professor. slabs of meat. Yeah. These aren't tadpoles. Yeah. William Livingston Alden wrote an article for the New York Times that read According to the present theory of astronomers, an enormous belt of meteor- <laughs> meteoric stones constantly revolves around the sun. And when the Earth comes in contact with this belt, she is soundly pelted. Similarly, we may suppose that there revolves around the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meats <laughs> divided into small fragments, which are precipitated upon the earth whenever the latter crosses the path. 
So apparently there was this theory in the 1800s that there was just a bunch of meat <laughs> circling the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It would have burned up in the atmosphere. Yeah. So well, this or at is... least crisped. Okay, so we did know a lot about space back then, yeah, so give them a little yeah, credit. Yeah. But anyways, at the time, yeah. some scientists theorized that meteors were the remnants of exploded planets, so meteor belts could have pe- could have pieces of exploded life forms also in them. So it's alien meat. It's alien meat. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that would, you know, explain the different types of meats. It's alien cow, it's alien mutton, it's <laughs> alien bear. <laughs> Um, Alden then continued with his theories. That's not the only theory this guy had. Nice. Um, he suggested that if the meat shower wasn't caused, wasn't caused by a space meteor, then it could have been the flesh of finely hashed citizens of Kentucky who had been caught in a whirlwind while engaged in a little difficulty with Bowie knives and strewn over their astonished state. So basically what he's saying there is tornado that picked up, a couple of men were fighting with Bowie knives and then a tornado came and got them. And then in the midst of the tornado with their Bowie knives, they got cut apart and then it's like a jumped giant blender. on. Yeah. Just a... <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen Blend in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Alden concluded his article by suggesting that scientists needed to create technology that could predict future meat showers and could give out forecasts like light showers of beefsteak may be looked for in the New England and Middle States during the morning, followed by a heavy rain of mutton in the afternoon. (laughs) So I don't know if this guy was just... Gone are the days when you could just come up with the craziest ideas. Yeah. And just maybe, I don't know. You know, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, and so you, you move to the next town and go <laughs> buy a new name. Like For me, I'm like, well, maybe we should hone in on, like, real weather technology <laughs> first before we get into the meat <laughs> weather technology the meat, business. Meat yeah. precipitation. Because really, how often does this happen? Yeah. Scientist Leopold Brandius claimed that the Kentucky Wonder, which is what he called it, <laughs> which was what this phenomenon was Going by now, yeah. Was nothing more or less than Gnostic of the old alchemist. The Gnostic belongs to Converfe. It consists of translucent gelatinous bodies joined together by thread-like tubes of seed bearers. When these spores work their way out of the gelatinous envelope, they may be wafted by winds here and there and may be carried by great distances. Wherever they may fall and find congenial soil... Dampness or recent rains, they will thrive and spread very rapidly, and many cases are recorded where they have covered miles of ground in a very few hours. On account of this rapidity of growth, people almost everywhere faithfully believe the Gnostic to fall from the clouds. All the Gnostic. So it's a plant? Yeah. Hmm. Like an algae. Okay. That. Um, it'll stay like in a spore until it hits water, and then it'll basically become jello. Yeah. All the Gnostics are, compi- are composed of a semi liquid cellulose and vegetable protein. The edible Gnostic is highly valued in China, where it forms an essential ingredient of the edible bird nest soup. The flesh that was supposed to have fallen in Kentucky is the flesh colored Gnostic. The flavor it approaches the frog or spring chicken legs, and it is greedily devoured by almost all domestic animals. Hmm. 
So everybody was like, oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, there it is. But there's a problem. The day that this happened was a clear, sunshiny day. So there was no, no water. There was no rain. And she's and the Crouches actually watched the meat fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. It's not like all of a sudden they walked out and there was meat, meat on the ground. Yeah. So this doesn't really work. Hmm. And they also saw like slabs of so meat. Confused. It's not just like jelly meat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I hope there's an answer. I really hope there's an answer. So Dr. A. Mead Edwards, a histologist. <laughs> Wait, there's what? a lot there's a lot of <laughs> There's so many Mead jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well his name is Mead. Oh Mead. But yes, it so- it sounds good. I thought you said meat. You're just like, you make it seem like this whole story is made up with yeah. all of these people's names. Yeah. <laughs> Beef Wellington. <laughs> Meat Edwards. Yeah. Um, Meat Edwards, a histologist, which is a scientist that looks at like the microscopic biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the president of the Newark Scientific Association, received a sample, and he determined that it was probably the lung tissue of either one, a human baby, or two, a horse. And he couldn't tell which one it might be, because apparently baby lungs Look and like horse, horse lungs are very similar. Wow. That isn't... Which makes it, like, more like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's, it's baby beef. lungs. We can't tell if it's horse or baby? Yeah. What? A different histologist named J- Dr. J.W.S. wrote about his findings of the mystery meat in the American Journal of Micros- Microscopy and Popular Science, where he concluded that the meat was a mixture of... Microscopy. Microscopy, yeah. (laughs) That word. And uh, he concluded that the meat was a mixture of animal cartilage and lung tissue. Okay. So he's kind of coming to the same conclusions. Yeah. So these guys, you know, I'm starting to trust a little bit more. They kind of know what they're talking about. Except for the guy that thinks that it's baby lung. I think we can... Uh, Horse riding baby. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. But just their lungs? Just their lung meat? Maybe that's all survived. (laughs) A baby and a horse were fighting with bowie knives and they got caught in a tornado. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know how often Henry just picks up a bowie knife and starts running around the yard. And also, I mean, it's it's Kentucky. 1800s. Anything anything can happen. Yeah. The seven samples were looked at by several scientists together. Two of the samples were found to be lung tissue... Three samples were muscular tissue, and the other two samples were cartilage. So now all of these samples are not are all different things. Yeah. So it's a big old mixture of different types of meat. Everything. Yeah. The question was now, how did the, all of these different types of meat fall from the sky? Dr. L.D. Kastenbein acquired his own sample. Once he received his sample, he turned on his Bunsen burner and he set it on fire. Well, let's see what happens when I... Set it on fire. And he made the observation that it smelled like rancid mutton. So he's back to mutton. He then wrote in the 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News that the only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer. 
the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot. From their immense height, the particles were scattered by the prevailing over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., can be explained only by this theory. So he's, his theory is puking vultures. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. We've got baby or horse. Mm-hmm. Baby and horse. Baby and horse. Uh, tadpoles, but we kind of disproved that. Even yeah, even Gnostic, the even the scientists that came up with the tadpoles decided Gnostic that was, was kind of disproved. Yeah. And now we're on. We also have um, boy knife fighters in a tornado. My favorite. And we have uh, alien asteroid meat shower. Um, I'm torn between the. <laughs> Alien asteroid shower <laughs> and the Bowie NATO. Yeah. Yeah, that guy really knew what he was talking about. <laughs> there are two different types of species of vultures in Kentucky the black vulture and the turkey vulture. Vultures eat all kinds of gross meat from rotting carcasses mm-hmm. because they're scavengers. Right. But they don't usually puke it up because they have extremely acidic stomachs that will digest all of the gross meat that they eat. When vultures find a lot of meat, they usually eat as much as they possibly can because they never know when they'd be able to eat again. Vultures usually sit around for a while after they eat so they can digest their food, but sometimes they get scared and have to become airborne soon after eating. If the vultures are too heavy... They will puke so they can lighten the load to make it easier to fly, and then they will also use their projectile vomit as like a bioweapon <laughs> against their um, enemies. Scared them. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense here because, like, what? What? I mean, what? What would have scared? First of all, what would have scared them? Yeah. Second of all, a wagon full of meat. Yeah, that's that's a lot a of vultures. Lo- a wagon full of vultures. At least. <laughs> Two wagons full of vultures. Yeah. Puking. All puking at the same time. Yeah. Well, they did say that usually when one vulture pukes, they all puke. Like, they all just kind of join in on the fun. Because hmm. they're like, oh, you must be puking for some reason. That means I should probably puke too. Yeah. But there are still some more problems with this theory. Okay. One, the Crouches didn't see any vultures. <laughs> which you would think... That if there's that many vultures puking, you would like. That's a lot of vultures. Hey, look at all those vultures coming towards me. That's a, that's a. What do you, what do you call them? A murder of tr- vultures? I know it's called a murder of crows. Yeah, I don't think it's a murder of vultures, but. Pack of vultures. Meat puke shower of flock? vultures. Yeah, flock? a flock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what are they? Uh, a low pressure? It's a system. A system of vultures. It's yeah. like a low pressure or a high pressure system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting back to meteorology. Yeah. So that became that has become the most uh, widely accepted theory is that it's the vultures, which makes it a lot grosser that people were eating it. <laughs> And they also said that the cat got really sick after eating all of the <laughs> the meat. It's like in uh, Joe Dirt when he's he's eating French fries off of his meteorite. He's got the ketchup that he just like squirted onto the meteorite that he found. I don't remember that part. 
And it was a, it was a Boeing bomb. It was a giant oh, frozen turd from an airplane. That's right. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that. <laughs> and he's, he's like, see that? That's a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Same, same. So it's, it's same, same. same. Yep. If you want to see a piece of meat from the meat shower, there is a preserved piece at the Monroe Moosnick Medical and Science Museum at Transylvania University in Lexington. In 2007, a professor of art at Transylvania University named Kurt Goad had a taste lab based out of Cincinnati analyze flavor compounds found in the preserved piece of meat and then recreated the taste of the meat in jelly bean form. So this actually guy, he kind of heard about the Kentucky oh. Meat Shower. Most people in Kentucky Have didn't heard of it. No, hadn't heard about oh, it. Oh, really? So it was kind of like he's kind of like chasing this lore because yeah. it was, you know, had been written about a couple times, but nobody really figured out what happened. Yeah. So he finally, while he when he got to Transylvania University, he just so happened to find this piece of meat in a vial with the label. Yeah. Which was this huge find for him. Yeah. And he was so excited. Yeah. So yeah, so he gets the meat recreated, the taste recreated in jelly bean oh. form, or whatever the piece of meat that the vultures puked up that he got, because yeah. apparently the vultures might have eaten all kinds of things, like baby lungs and horse lungs. Yeah. <laughs> they just found somebody's mass grave for livestock. and Yeah, they found all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So when Goad tried one for himself, a jelly bean for himself, he said, The taste, frankly, is so vile, I remember thinking it was really strong. The first one I ate tasted like chemicals and sugar. Goad took these jelly beans to Kentucky Court Days, the largest outdoor festival in Kentucky, to have other people try the dark red jelly beans. Yeah, they also made them dark red. Ugh. Some people said the jelly... Probably should have made them dark red with brown speckles. Yeah. <laughs> Some people said the jelly beans tasted like raw bacon with a chemical flavor. Mm. While others said that it tasted like a strawberry pork chop. What? Yeah. Those are two totally different flavors. Very different flavors. Not bacon and pork, but... Strawberry pork chop. Uh, I could get behind a pork chop with some, like, strawberry... Glaze, you know? Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I think those people are the weird people that yeah. also, like, you know the... Have you ever tried the, like, the mystery jelly beans where you get a jar of them and there's a whole bunch of different flavors, but you don't know what they are, and there's two of them that are the same color. One of them, like, say there's two green ones. One of the green ones will be green apple, and the other green one will be, like, fart. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. And yeah. it's just like a... Yeah. Box. Yeah. Huh. And you just have to take your chances with the jelly beans. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's a vulture vomit jelly in bean one, in one of those. Did they save the recipe for it? I don't know if they have or not, but they oh should have. They should sell that. That would be amazing. Would it? <laughs> sell it at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Just like a little little cup full of them. I care. Try these. Try these. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, and I mean, this was a short story, but that's the end of the story. They don't know that they still don't know. What? Yeah. The story is we don't know. 
We just know that a whole bunch of meat came down one day. I still think my theory is that there was somebody that blew up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Some kid got a hold of a bunch of explosives, you know. Mm-hmm. Papa, Papa Miner came home or something with a bunch <laughs> of explosives and he found it. But they would have. They probably would have recorded the blast. Or, or if anything, you think or, you would have heard it if little pieces of cow were flying towards you. You would be in the, you know, in the radius where you would hear the yeah. blast. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's- but also, we don't know because I think the farming couple is also was also older. Mm-hmm. So she could have been really nearsighted. That's why she didn't see the vultures. Or she could have also been hard of hearing. They both could have been. Mm. So maybe it was vultures. Maybe it was somebody exploding a whole bunch of bodies. Yeah. That's I'm at a loss. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, Did they was have in... kids and grandchildren that suddenly disappeared? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like somebody tried to send them a sign and they just totally missed it. Maybe they were serial killers and this was their way to get out of the, like, get rid of the bodies. And yeah. everybody's like, this is crazy. We absolutely don't think that you're, you murdered all of these animals. And, yeah. and then exploded their bodies on your own farm. Yeah. Well, and that was another thing why they didn't think it was Gnostic is because there was like blood and everything like hanging off the fence posts. Ooh. Like sinewy so it blood. Was, it was meat. It was definitely meat. Huh. Yeah. Could you just imagine the warning? Like the alert system. Like what's an alert system for a giant meat storm headed your way? I would hope similar to a tornado warning because yeah. I don't want to get in the middle of either one of those. Yeah. I just wonder if she got inside in time before it started like getting in her hair and yeah. all of her clothes. Yeah. And- Old man crouches picking meat out of her hair yeah and i'm actually really surprised i mean maybe they did get sick but it didn't say because uh vultures also have a whole bunch of bacteria bacteria in their stomachs that is really harmful to things that eat their puke that's why it's like another you know bioweapon like i said before that's why the cat got sick and those guys could have gotten sick too not only because it was vulture vomit but because it had literally been sitting out for a day they ate Day-old vulture vomit. <laughs> I guess it's better than seven-day-old vulture vomit. But. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, still not great. Uh, my sources for this story were The Kentucky Shower of Flesh by Leopold Brandius and Sanitarian, The Great Kentucky Meat Shower Mystery Unwound by Projectile Vulture Vomit by Beck Crew, <laughs> The Mystery of the Kentucky Meat Shower by Kaylee Rogers, Revisiting the Kentucky Meat Shower of 1876 by Katie Serena, The Time It Rained Flesh in Kentucky by Matt Soniak, and The Artist Trying to Explain Kentucky's Meat Shower of 1876 by Marina Wang. Hmm. Maybe it was explosives, because if this was 1876, that's post-Civil War, there might have just been some explosives laying around. Yeah. Blew up an old farm. But then you'd think there'd be a story about, like, a family that died from a massive explosion nearby. Because it... Yeah, I don't know. But then it doesn't explain all the different types of meat that, like, mutton, bear... Yeah. I think vultures makes most sense. And she was just... She just didn't see the vultures. a bunch of vultures in an area feasting on all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. 
And then they all got together. came through, Mm. scared them all away. And that's also when you're like, maybe Bowie knives. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I'm still, I'm, I'm not discounting the, uh, (laughs) alien meat meteor shower. I think it would have had to be more than two guys, though, if it was a wagon full of meat. Right. Like, oh, like two huge, two guys, two huge warring families. Yeah, fighting over, fighting over their sisters, like dating each other's sisters. Yeah. There was babies. <laughs> there was also babies. Unfortunately, yes. And livestock. Yeah. And bears. And bears. It was a circus family. It was a crazy battle. Circus family? Maybe. Maybe it was a circus. It was an exploding circus. Yeah. They got caught in a tornado. With Bowie knives. With Bowie knives. (laughs) (laughs) I think it makes as much much sense as any theory that's been proposed. Yeah. Really? Come on, modern scientists, get on it. Let's let's hear Why have we not poured more money into this? But anyways, yeah. 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 One of life's many mysteries. One the of Kentucky, many mysteries. The Kentucky Meat Shower of 1876. The eighth wonder of the world. Yes. <laughs> Presidential trivia. Presidential trivia. First yeah. lady trivia. Lotus. Lotus. Which first lady of the United States used to walk around the White House sideways? It was Julia Grant. The wife of Ulysses S. Grant. And it was because she was cross-eyed. And so that made it easier for her to get around. Even though, yeah. At least, I mean, I'm sure it would have freaked people out the first time that they met her. But. I don't know. No, just just the walking sideways part. Yeah. You just don't expect people to do that. But. Anyways, that was the trivia of this week. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps more people discover us. If you would like to know more about the episodes, look at show notes, look at merchandise, you can go to americathebazaar.com and check that out. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com and search for America the Bazaar. There's lots of great bonus stuff that you can get for supporting us and stay safe stay healthy and until next time stay stay weird weird, america. america